I am Matthew Thomas with the Super Cool Radio. My guests at this time are gothic industrial synth pop duo known as In Veil. Hello. Thank you guys so much. And joining me, we have Hazy Veil and Eddie. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you for finding us and asking us to be on your show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, actually, through a mutual friend of Pricity, also out of Canada. So, shout out to her for making this uh, interview possible. Yeah, shout out to Pricity. She's very, very cool. Definitely Respect. has good things going on, too. So, I'm excited for her career. Yeah, I've heard she's working on a new single, uh, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I really liked her debut one, All My Lies. Yeah, same. Love it, yeah. Uh, so I want to start this off. Uh, it's slightly, I think, well, slightly challenging question, but I like to come out swinging. So, uh, if you guys can only listen to one artist's whole discography, who would you go with? Well, for me, it would be uh, Pink Floyd uh, by far, uh, and Roger Waters to uh, top it all off. Nice, good choice. Um, I think for me, it would probably just be typo negative because. Him and I met at a typo negative cover band and definitely inspired a lot of our musical tastes and the way that we write together. So very cool, actually. Yeah. Typo Dave like really good too, like very underrated. Yeah, and Addy has totally got the Peter Steele thing going on. So that's how he won my heart. <laughs> yeah, with a little bit of baritone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right on, right on. And uh, folks, you guys, I'm talking with In Vale. Uh, how did you guys get started as musicians? Do you want to go first? Or well, I? I can go first. Okay. Uh, I started when I was 14, got my first guitar, uh, fell in love with uh, music bands like Quinn, Pink Floyd, and uh, just started to teach myself how to play guitar, started writing horrible music at first, um, not having any training originally, but then uh, I got so deep into it that, you know, started working on many musical projects. And uh, I think this is the culmination of uh, all my life endeavors musically. Uh, for me, I started making music when I was around six. Um, I joined a competitive uh, children's choir actually like saying in front of the queen and stuff like that so it was a pretty big deal um and then i went to an art high school called cardinal carter academy for the arts where i majored in vocals and i did all of like music theory and was very much going down like a classical uh direction but then i kind of just fell in love with like much more alternative types of music it's a good way to like you know cathartically kind of get out all of my frustrations with the world and um yeah, then I, I did a lot of like independent stuff on my own for a few years and then Addie and I met and then we started in Veil together and that's been my main music fo musical focus since. 
Yeah, that's really cool, especially you perform for the Queen. That's also that's a uh, very unique, very different. Yes, I did. <laughs> that impressed me a lot as well. <laughs> All right, so as you guys said, you you met a typo uh, negative cover band. Uh, so did you, did you start the relationship first, or like were you focusing on music uh, um, for your band? We we started our relationship. Uh, we fell for each other pretty quickly, and that's uh, how it happened. But both of us had musical background, and uh, that was always an important part of our relationship, and that was always on the table. And I think we started working on stuff just. <laughs> couple of months yeah like a couple months in because he actually had to kind of convince me to work with him because at the time i was doing like a lot more alternative r&b type stuff um and i was working with another producer at the time and um yeah so when i heard like metal i was like ah! i mean i like metal like i really like funk metal and i like gothic metal but i never got into like metal metal which he's like a complete like or at least was like a purist and everything so it was definitely like an interesting clashing of worlds. So, Inveil is kind of like the slightly more uh, purist metal style riffing, but like then with my more like funky R&B input, so. Yeah, you guys are definitely, um, you know, alternatively, I think it's a very good uh, uh, choice of words for you guys, because you guys throw like a lot of different, I mean, obviously you have like, you know, yeah. like, more like rock-based songs, some songs like are more like pop, gothic mix of songs. So you guys, you guys cover a wide variety. That we do, yeah, and it definitely reflects our own personal interests because, um, yeah, like he definitely comes from the more like metal world, and he has his own metal band called um, My Frost, which is a doom metal band, and then he also works on this other band called Antiqua, which is like chamber metal, and they're actually doing really well. Um, so yeah, it was definitely total hybrid and crazy. So yeah, we went to do this project with kind of a alternative eye so to speak we were really wanting to do something a little different but uh, that really combined that pop energy that's uh, you know catchy with something a little bit more industrial more powerful and uh, diversity was also the name of the game we kind of intentionally went on to write songs as different from each other as possible but also you know have a consistent uh, theme so that's uh, that's our we're going now actually we're writing things that are even more diverse yeah our next release is like super pop uh but we did that in collaboration with um i don't know if you've ever heard of the birthday massacre i've not no they're like a pretty big goth rock band uh from the 2000s and um their guitarist is like our good friend and you know they've got like millions of views on youtube and traveled all over the world and they're full-time professional musicians and he decided to step in with Envil because he really liked our sound so this is our like hardcore collaboration with him where he actually had some like input and composition and stuff so we're excited to release it yeah he uh he it's actually the second song that we work with michael uh falcor for uh but this one he had like full uh, co-producing uh powers powers and he really made it way better than uh, <laughs> our other stuff yeah it's a lot smoother <laughs> so we're uh, very excited to release that um actually uh the timelines have changed a little bit so it's hard to uh, you know pin things down 100 when it's going to happen but uh it'll come soon well i'm definitely looking forward to it i mean i've been digging all your guys stuff actually the first uh song i listened to was lunatic and i really enjoyed it I liked how like the whole like creepy music videos all like mostly black and white too. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Matthew. I really dug that. 
Thank you. Yeah, that was something that we completely filmed by ourselves. Like it was, you know, the beginning of COVID and we were like, what the hell are we going to do? And we had no money. So we just did it. Recently, we just did get um, like a, a grant from the government from uh, Factor. Uh, so that's going to go towards our next music video. It's just that with all of the COVID restrictions and everything, it's making it so incredibly difficult to like get anything done. So we kind of have to keep our fingers crossed and see what happens. But yeah, yeah. Prissy was telling me some of the stuff that's going on for for you guys in Canada, and then, so I hope I uh, hope things um, you know improve for you guys soon. Yeah, hopefully. Where are you actually? Uh, South Bend, Indiana, the United States. Oh wow, so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So not yeah. like terribly far, actually. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not, not really. Like far, no. But yeah, it's a, it's insane down here for up here for us. Like everything's closed, so it's just makes it impossible. Yeah, yeah. Her like even like uh, doing live streams are even like really restricted now as well. So yeah. Yeah, I and mean, we haven't really tried that yet, but um, yeah, I've heard the same thing, which is just everyone's like scrambling to figure out what the heck to do. But quite a few of our uh, musician friends tried to do uh, live streams, and even those got postponed. Yeah, restrictions. Exactly. It's yeah. it's a difficult time for all of us. We're hoping some hope is around the corner. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, that's all, all. All we have is hope. But even even like uh, like uh, here in the United States, we're having problems. With, like Facebook was like not letting bands live stream for copyright reasons. And, yeah, like, like, even though it's our own music, music, which is kind of like bizarre. Yeah. But, say lovey. I don't know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, um. So again, I just want to talk about Lunatic real quick. So, um, how was it working? You, you work, you guys work with uh, Sam Astaroth. Like, how was it working with him for that uh, music video? Uh, so Addy has worked with Sam Astaroth before uh, with My Frost, and Sam has like a huge uh, like local audience here in Toronto. He's um, pretty much our number one black metal guy, and um, he came to me because he saw that I was getting more into like the rap metal stuff because I, I love rap metal. Like some of my favorite bands are rap metal bands. Like um okay they're yeah like fishbone or um jane's addiction like they do a little bit of rap metal here and there and whatever but anyway so he came to me because he's been trying to get more into the rap side of things because he's only been doing black metal but he was like so afraid of how his fans would receive it so i said to him well listen man i'll write you a rap and um you can come and guest on in Vail. so uh he you know he came over he laid down a sing he was great we loved working with him and it was the first time I ever heard him not doing black metal screams, so it was pretty cool. And when we re released it, like his fan base completely lost their shit. Like they loved it because they never heard Sam like that and they never heard Sam be so poppy, but it definitely worked. And a lot of people were like, oh, it's so Rob Zombie-esque. And like, that was a huge compliment for me because I love Rob Zombie, so yeah. So I think it helped him kind of like find a new niche that he's eventually going to go into. So I know he's going to pursue a bit more of the rap metal, which I'm excited for, for him. So, yeah. yeah. He definitely, he nailed it. Like for like my first like experience with you know, him as a musician uh, for like that kind of element, like I think he did a really good job. Yeah, no, he did. He did. And he's a great guy overall. Just a great person. Great guy to work Very positive. With, uh, yeah. Yeah, he did the uh, guest before on a previous release uh, for my other band, for My Frost. And uh, yeah, that also was very appreciated. So it's really great working with Sam. 
and uh, if anyone hasn't checked out uh, Lunatic and all the Inveil stuff, it's on YouTube. So if you haven't checked out, please do. So you're, you're going to like, it's a trip. You guys are a trip to like, watch all your stuff. <laughs> we are a trip. That's true. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's what we're hoping for. We want to kind of creep people out a bit and also make them be like, what did I just listen to? <laughs> I've had to listen to some of your songs a few times. I'm like, wait, what, what are we saying? Here? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> it's awesome. Like, I, I really enjoy it. Oh, awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. So you guys have, you know, you obviously said you're working on a new collaboration for your next release. You've worked with Sam Asheroth for, uh, for Lunatic. Like, who would be someone that if you could collaborate with on a song, who would it be? Does, like, someone famous or someone, like, that we know? Alive. Has to be alive. Uh, for, for like, a, if you were going to work on a next single. So, yes. Oh, I don't know. Um, I would probably just say that I'd want to work with uh, Michael again, but actually get him to be on the guitar because he's like a really fun guitar player. He's got like a very like gothic, psychedelic vibe to his guitar style. You should really check out uh, The Birth of Massacre because they're, they're a really interesting band. Um, yeah, there's a reason as to why they're pseudo famous, at least in the goth world, which we, we're both from. So. Yeah. But yeah, I would love to uh, to to work with Michael if, if he's available. Uh, again, things are very shifty right now because of COVID, right? Uh, uh, yeah. For for them, I know they had to uh, cancel two world tours basically because of COVID. So I can imagine how uh, that's been pretty hard on them. Yeah, but they're signed, so they get like monthly salaries, so they're pretty okay. And also, their fans like are all contributing to a Patreon, so they're doing okay. But they definitely did take a huge hit from this. So here's hoping for next year. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of musicians and everyone like in the entertainment business took a huge hit because because of COVID. Yeah. It's hard. Like you can do live streams, as we kind of said, with like if you can, if you know between your you know the restrictions and if the internet will let you, it's hard to even like do stuff like that. Exactly. So, and it's just not the same as a live energy, right? So like before COVID, we only got one live show in. Oh, really? It was amazing. Like 200 people came and like it was, you know, good and it went really well, but we only got one show in and then literally a week later, COVID came to Toronto and then that was it. So, yeah, we got in swiftly, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> barely you, made it. <laughs> yeah, you got it in in time. Hopefully uh, you guys will be performing live again, you know, hopefully when everything is obviously cleared up and safe, but at least you got one. <laughs> at least you yeah. broke one. Yeah, we got one. We got one, yeah. <laughs> So I see. So uh, you you guys are you're an independent band, not signed with a record label, correct? Yeah, no, we're not signed. Uh, so like, some what are some like the advantages and challenges of like being an independent band? So I would say that uh, one of the advantages is that you can create whatever the heck you want. Like I know that if we were signed, um, I think a lot of the stuff that we make probably wouldn't be accepted just because it's so weird. Um, also, um, some of the things that I say in it are controversial. Um, because I'm opinionated AF and, uh, uh, there was just so, so much to like comment on because of, you know, all the crazy things you're hearing people talk about, like, especially right now. Um, and also just like the freedom of, you know, having whatever kind of imagery you want and, you know, and just like the lack of like real expectation, like you can kind of just do it in your own time. Um, and also like here in Canada, like there are quite a few resources for musicians in terms of making money. So like we, we were very fortunate to get like the grant that we got because it's a, it's a very competitive thing and we got it in our first time. So we're very thankful for that. However, the disadvantages are um, because it is so 
you're your own boss, it's sometimes hard to like stay on top of it, especially when you're not seeing a lot of like results. Um, and also, um, you know, just like time and, and money. And um, luckily for us, we have our own home studios. We do literally everything in our home. All of the instrumentals are done here. All of the tracking is done here. The only thing that we outsource really is uh, the mixing and mastering. Uh, so we're lucky in that sense. But I know that for other independent musicians, that starts becoming tricky because recording is so expensive if you're doing it, if you're outsourcing it. So, yeah. Do you have anything to say about that? Or? Well, I personally prefer uh, this more independent thing because it just gives you uh, the flexibility of doing things the way you want. Uh, it's like uh, owning a business, right? Uh, but the creative one. So basically, it gives you a lot of freedom, but it comes with a lot of responsibilities. If you don't do anything, nothing's going to happen. And uh, you have to work for every little bit of the pie by yourself, right? You yeah. have to do all the business part, the media part, everything else besides the creative part, the recording part, the producing part, and everything else. And, and oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, and I was just going to say, like, I have been signed before. I was signed to a satellite um, little, like, firm or whatever called Manic Music Now, which was attached to Universal. And honestly, like, once they signed me, like there wasn't a whole lot of help. Like you kind of get this impression that they're, they're gonna, you know, pull out like the red carpet for you and they're gonna do all this stuff. But even when you're signed, like, it's just not like that, you know? Even then, like only like the top 1% really gets anything. So like for me and for, for you, like we would love to be full-time musicians, but at the same time, we kind of know that it's not necessarily realistic and we don't really make music for, because we want to be famous. We make music because we just, this is just how we express ourselves and it's fun. So, you know. We can't help it. Can't yeah, help. we just can't stop. <laughs> no, yeah, I definitely feel you guys. Uh, a lot you guys talked about just right there, uh, about how like, I, cause I do my, my own social media stuff and I have between like doing schoolwork, family commitments, all that stuff, like I've been kind of lacking on the social media stuff. And it's like, I, you know, trying to focus on that. And yeah, do I know. Especially like, it, uh, frustrated like if I if I forget to post them it's like I you know I forgot like I dropped a new interview I forgot to post about it and I was like that does not help me <laughs> <laughs> no worries <laughs> like, I'm in school for public relations right now um so I'm learning a lot more about like the behind the scenes stuff that goes into media and marketing and you know public relations and everything and it's a lot of work like it's a lot of work and if you don't have like the know-how it's like our Instagram account is like dead like there's like barely anything going on there but then you go to our facebook it's a little bit more lively um so and then our youtube's a lot more lively so yeah yeah i'm, I'm going to school for digital marketing so kind of kind of similar to oh cool, uh, Very yeah, cool. trying to learn like all the stuff and all the tips and tricks of like how you're supposed to do all this See, stuff. we're networking right now so that's cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, just so much of just how it's just to try to get your stuff like just out there for it actually reaches people yeah, exactly. And even that costs money because you have to like put money into the thing, and you know that's a lot. Yeah, there's yeah. there's there's so much that goes on. Mm -hmm. But also, like as you guys as you uh, said, with like being signed is uh, like some record label. I know like Chevelle is like a huge uh, lawsuit right now. They're like a label because like they they owe like ten years of like payments and stuff like that. So like it's just it's insane like how how stuff how much stuff like the record label can get away with too. Like when they do yeah. That. Like even during COVID, like the amount of people who stopped even making music, like they completely disbanded, like in the metal world particularly, because they just weren't making any money. Like the record labels were taking all of the merch sales, taking all of the album sales, 
uh, we're making them, you know, fly around all over the place. And I don't know if you've ever been on tour, but being on tour sucks. It's like the worst. <laughs> it's very exhausting. And you're expected to kind of just like dance monkey dance. And then you're not even getting paid. So it's just. Personally, I also think that the business model that most labels are pursuing right now is not really that sustainable because I know they had to adapt because of the internet and everything else very quickly, but uh, all these 360 degree deals where they basically kind of control everything and the artists don't really get a lot, puts most artists at a disadvantage, a very clear disadvantage, and fundamentally they are the ones uh, the creative ones, right? They're the ones uh, coming up with the idea and what people actually want to listen to. So it's, uh, things are changing even as we speak because of COVID, because of uh, everything that's happening, because of a shift to online, things are changing. And I know that the labels are suffering too, but uh, I can really say, I feel very sorry for some of them. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I've never been signed myself, but I, I have a lot of friends that have, and um, I've heard a lot of stories. So uh, I kind of, we prefer it this way, uh, at the level we are at, so. Yeah. We're also like, you know, like, we're not like teeny boppers. We're married. We have uh, a child, and this is just the most comfortable way for us to go about it. And you can actually get so much done online. Like, you can actually make, like, really good money as completely an independent online musician. We're not there yet. <laughs> But, um, you know, like there's definitely plenty of examples out there where people really make it work, so. Oh yeah, for sure, especially with like, um, you know, you can reach a, a huge fan base just being like online. Like I was surprised with me, like I have like, like a good uh, following in Canada for some, and I was like, I was just so surprised. <laughs> like, wow, people in another country are actually paying attention to this. So like, it's <laughs> That's awesome. We were also very surprised to find that uh, our music is mostly loved in countries like Mexico, for example, much more than the U.S. or Canada, which yeah. was a very pleasant surprise. But um, although when we've been on the radio, it's been in America and it's been in England. Like that's where it's actually been picked up for radio play. But yeah, just not Canada. Like the Canadian music scene is like, I don't want to say it's dead, but it's not super like active. And especially now that we don't have live shows, it's like, yeah, there's just nothing really going on right now. Yeah, we've been taking a hit this time around yeah but it'll come back and i hope it'll come back stronger but it's going to take a while probably because most venues have perished uh, yeah quite frankly so yeah. yeah quite a few venues around uh you know we're um in, in my state and other surrounding states have really taken a hit i know a lot have actually closed unfortunately with you know obviously the taxes don't go away but if you can't you know don't gather and you're not making money and then you still have the taxes to pay and all that so exactly yeah. and ours were holding on by a thread even before covid so it was really just yeah not great yeah just the last thing that just pushed it over the edge i mean if, if something was gonna happen it just it happened last year yeah exactly and it was all at once too exactly <laughs> I, I always ask my guests this question. I'm always curious, and I'm really, I'm actually really curious for you guys. Uh, what music have you guys been listening to this week? Um, so for me, I've been listening to a lot of like '90s alternative music. So I've been listening to like Jane's Addiction and like Rob Zombie. But then also, I've been listening recently to uh, this artist named like Dana Dentata. She's um, very like inspired by like DMX and um, Marilyn Manson. Uh, and she's like stripper, like hip hop metal chick. She's really cool. Um, she actually used to be in our scene in Toronto uh, and then she moved to LA and then actually got signed with Kanye West and Marilyn Manson. So she's like really making some big moves. 
And um, yeah, I think you might like her music. I think if you like our music, you probably like her music. Her music is a lot more rap, but it's really cool and really like sexy and, you know. How about you, Eddie? I've been listening to uh, Gojira uh, a lot actually lately. And what else? Actually to some uh, interesting uh, Romanian black metal, actually a friend of mine. I'm originally from Transylvania, right? Oh, really? So yeah, so uh, one of my good friends that uh, used to have a pretty world famous um, uh, black metal with folk, like folk elements, but something that goes really well in Europe. And I've just listened to their 2021 release and I was really, really impressed. So that was... Uh, What's the name of the band? It's a Sur Austru. Sur Austru. Austru, yeah. It's some old Romanian, <laughs> yes, but it's, uh, it sounds really great. And uh, I'm just so happy to hear that that sound is getting so big and so so good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, a, I'm a metalhead, right? So I'm a, <laughs> But I, 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 I love a lot of other stuff. Like, Ramstein, he's a, he loves Ramstein. Yeah, Ramstein's always been a pretty... pretty important for me in terms of sound mostly, but I, I love how they write. Yeah, it, it's funny. I, I did an interview earlier today and another person said Gojira. So I was like, wow, that's a two, two for today. I like Gojira too. They're really good. They just released a very short EP, but the three of those songs, it's uh, hard to not listen to. I just have them in my mind all the time. They're really, really good writers, especially when it comes to guitar riffs and stuff. They're really good. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it's funny. You mentioned and they're French. <laughs> Sorry, that's a bit of like an English French thing here in yeah. Canada where we kind of like, yeah, so. Uh, we're having fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got you. I, I, I interviewed a, a, a French Canadian band a while ago, so. <laughs> so you got the vibe, yeah. Yeah, like very, like very French Canadian too, heavy accents, so. Yeah. I, I got you, yeah. But, um, <laughs> it's funny you said Jane's Addiction too. I just started listening to uh, their album Strays and like, okay. I really enjoy that. That's like, I think it's one of the more heavy albums, I think. Yeah, you know what? I actually have never listened to it. The only James oh, really? Edition albums I've listened to have been their first two. Uh, so, uh, uh, Nothing Shocking, and then the second one, which I can't even remember the name of right now. But, um, yeah. Nothing Shocking. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love 90s alt metal, like, so that's my world. Yeah, I, I saw, um, well, because James Edition started the Lao Palooza here uh, in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I saw their lineup. I, I recently saw an old poster of their lineup, and it was Jane's Addiction, Nine Inch Nails, Body Count, and Rollins Band. Oh, uh, yeah, that's an awesome show. <laughs> I, I also really like Body Count. Like, they also, especially in the rap metal world, like, I really like those guys. Yeah. Talk shit, get shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. And honestly, like, um, there's their in, uh, institutionalized cover. I forget which album that's off. I think that's their manslaughter. One of their, like, 2012 or 2014 releases uh he, he says that he's trying to like you know going for like the whole thing like throughout the day he's like I'm, i just want to get my password to my email and he can't get it <laughs> and, and I, I had that like same experience so i was listening, I started listening to the song again he's like facebook blocked me out like they locked me out of my account for some reason for like suspicious activity so it said make a new password so I made a new password. It said, cool, you have a new password. Change your password. I was like, what? I just changed it. Yeah, I know, I know. Ah, technology. <laughs> That's how I started listening to Body Count again this week because I was like, I got, I got to listen to some institutionalized. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking sick, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me uh, in Vail out of Canada. 
uh, Hazy Vale and Eddie. Thank you guys so much. I do got one more thing before I let you guys go. So uh, obviously it's a little bit iffy right now, with the, especially for you guys. But uh, what can we expect from Invale for the rest of this year? Uh, we're gonna release our first like EP, and uh, we definitely have like that single coming out soon. It's called Salome, so keep your eyes out for that. It's definitely different than a lot of the other things we've done. So this is very exciting. It's very high energy, like very dancey, funky, that kind of thing. Uh, so we're excited, and uh, we'll be launching uh, launching a website. Uh, and we are hoping to be able to release a video for the new single as well. But a lot of that is up in the air right now because everything's been set up, but we can't really meet with anyone to uh, to produce it. So un yeah. <laughs> until we uh, see better winds, um, that's kind of on hold for now. But hopefully by the end of the year, we'll be able to pull that off. And uh, Definitely the audio is going to be released and definitely the, yeah. uh, the EP for sure. That's probably going to come out sometime this summer. So soon and now we're working on new material which is going to be ongoing so <laughs> yeah but probably next uh, next stuff will be in 2022 yeah well, i'm definitely looking forward to hearing you guys uh new releases and the stuff you got up uh, upcoming so everyone please stream support and give a like follow them you guys are on instagram and facebook and uh definitely subscribe to them on youtube Look, check out their awesome uh, music and music videos because i really enjoy it i know everyone <laughs> else thank you so much matthew thanks matthew of course, for InVail, I'm Matthew Thomas with Super Cool Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> and stay safe.